is episode 14 of the Buzz? 14. 14. I'm your host, Nick Petrali, for the second time. I'm joined tonight by Jackson Shaffa, Paul, Pepper, and Gio. Gio the Spectator. I know, Gio. Gio, Gio like what are you doing words? Here? Can you let us know how your progress has been so far? Don't want to take away from special guest, but I'm happy to come out of semi-retirement for this one. Welcome the captain on for a second straight year. Nick, finish up your intro, my man. We, are, we do have the captain on for the second straight year. The leader of the best hockey team in the nation. They swept BU this weekend. Sucks to be you. Eamon Powell, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you uh, for having me on. Absolutely. We're excited uh, to have you. Before we get into you know your personal life and all that, Let's talk about this weekend. Wow. I mean, how did it feel to play in that atmosphere? Yeah, it was obviously uh, it was surreal. Um, Friday night was an electric atmosphere in Conti, honestly. Most packed I've ever seen it. Um, just right from the national anthem to, to start the game, it was so loud. Um, students were going. Um, it was obviously an unbelievable atmosphere. And then just uh, to get the two wins, obviously, as well. Uh, it's just the cherry on top. So... Overall, really good weekend. I gotta ask, which game do you like more, like atmosphere-wise, the nine-six game last year or the one this weekend? Um, the one this weekend, I felt like uh, had a lot of energy. Obviously, the nine-six game, uh, so much goal scoring, a lot of activity, kind of kept everyone kind of engaged. Um, one of the more crazy games I've been a part of there. Um, but I feel like this weekend was kind of more of a traditional game. You'll you'll see against uh, BU, obviously, two top-ranked teams and a. Very close game, so close series, both games. But uh, it's tough to say. Both uh, good guys came up on top on both, so happy about that. Have you have you ever played in a sort of a similar environment before where it was like, yes, you go home and, and the home crowd's crazy and you go away and it's the same level of intensity for two straight games and they're two close games. Has Have you ever experienced something like that before? Um, no, not exactly. I feel like this rivalry is pretty special. Um, it's something that obviously haven't really been a part of before. Um, but growing up and, and following college hockey, I feel like um, it's always one of those rivalries you kind of watch and look out for. And obviously being um, from New York and, and kind of New England area, um, you kind of always dream of you see many guys from the area play at schools like BC and BU and you see um, what it's like and get to watch on TV. Um, and it's definitely lived up to the expectations. Um, so yeah, it's not not exactly, but um, these past uh, few weekends and this whole year, honestly, um, it's been amazing. Uh, the turnout in the student section, um, I'm sure. Hopefully, we'll see uh, a lot more of that coming forward. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, you're from uh, Marcellus, New York. Um, it, uh, from what I've read, it seems like you grew up in a athlete-filled household. I know your brother played here, but it says your mom played soccer. And your older brother played hockey at uh, Wesleyan. So talk about growing up with a bunch of athletes, a competitive household. Yeah, it was a really competitive household. I had uh, two brothers. I was in the middle. Um, my older brother um, played at Wesleyan uh, in Connecticut for four years. And then he uh, was playing a little professional over in Finland and had recently just retired. Um, then Seamus, obviously, is back in juniors this year and going to Merrimack next year. Um, but we were all two years apart, um, and it was always so competitive in the house, whether it be not just hockey, but um, it could have been basketball out in the yard, or, or we all played baseball as well. Um, no matter what we were doing, I feel like it was always kind of a competition because we were always kind of cl so close in age where, um, yeah, everything was kind of competitive. So 
um, those two guys are, are two of my closest friends today, so it's funny how that works, but um, it was awesome. I mean, to keep the topic on family here, obviously Seamus was here last year. I mean, what was that like playing with your brother and obviously here at collegiate hockey for a year? Yeah, it was, uh, it was honestly a dream come true. Um, I've never played with him before, um, and obviously you always go to his games growing up. You watch um, and follow uh, his kind of career and his path along the way. Um, but honestly, to put on the same uniform, and, and we were deep partners for a while there for a little bit, um, and his, his first goal in college I assisted on. So all that just combined is um, it's just it was awesome. It was such a surreal experience. But even just having him here at school um, was awesome as well. Like I said before, um, he's, I talk to him pretty much every day. He's, he's one of my best friends. So, um, yeah, it was, it was surreal, honestly. And, um, you know, speaking of, you know, you two playing here together, was – I mean, what drew you to Boston College, and also did, were you pushing for him to come here as well originally? Yeah, originally I was pushing for him to come here. Um, I I kind of got drawn in here. Uh, obviously, I kind of wanted to play in Hockey East. Um, being from New York, it was kind of close to home, and obviously um, BC always had a, a great reputation of success in the past with national titles and um, beanpot tournaments and, and whatnot. Um, so I think kind of when I got to that age where – I was starting to get recruited. I, I wasn't really sure necessarily, even though I, I knew I kind of wanted to end up in this area. Um, but then I also had a coach, um, Chris Collins, who had played here um, a while back. He was a Hobie Baker finalist here, um, and he uh, he sold me on it for sure. I remember I didn't even come on an official visit here. I just visited the school because I was playing um, in a tournament um, around here, and uh, it just ended up. Um, kind of coming into fruition years after that. Um, after I saw the campus, I was um, kind of uh, striving towards kind of coming here. And um, I guess, yeah, that was just kind of the pathway. But um, ever since then, ever since my first visit here, I knew um, it was a place that kind of felt like home. So that's kind of kind of how it unfolded. And we asked a couple of the guys in the past this uh, was Coach Buckley the one who recruited you? or uh... No, actually, funny story, Coach Brown's the one that recruited me before he left. Um, so back when Coach Brown was an assistant coach and uh, Coach York was the head coach, um, I was recruited uh, under him. And then obviously he left and coached with the Rangers for a while. Um, so it's funny how it kind of all came full circle when he came back here um, and was head coach. Um, but, yeah. And I know, uh, obviously – you started, as you said, you started with York, and now you have um, Brown. Um, talk about the transition and also the two different coaching styles that they have. Yeah, to be honest with you, they're they're pretty similar in, in a lot of ways. I think um, they both kind of represent um, what it means to, to be a student athlete, kind of at Boston College, and kind of that um, Yorkie was huge on on kind of serving others and being a good person. I think that comes first. Um, and, and Coach Brown's kind of the same ways. He's kind of carried on those uh, traditions and those same things. Obviously, having um, been here with Coach York as well, and then um, carrying the torch now uh, ever since he's retired. Um, but a lot of the same things um, when it comes to just how we carry ourselves and, and stuff like that. Um, they always keep a high standard um, when it comes to that. And then just X's and O's. I feel like um, we we play a similar style <clears throat> to how Coach York had our team play just really fast paced and skilled so i'd say uh not too different 
We talked with um, Jacob Fowler last week uh, about what was so special about this team. What do you believe is so special, and why is this team so different? Why is this team built to last? Yeah, I think uh, what's special about this team is obviously we're all very young, like very young team. Um, I think we're the youngest team in college hockey, to be honest with you. But um, I'd say from from day one, ever since the freshmen came on campus and the group returns, I think everyone just got so close. Um, that brotherhood within the locker room is pretty tight. Um, we had guys, obviously, that played all together last year at the NTDP, but then we also had guys from this area who knew guys on the team previously and before. Um, and then, obviously, we got Joyce's brother this year in that connection. So I think there's just a number of things, but um, I think that that transition for them into um, the the group of returners that we had, it was it was a seamless transition. And, um, yeah, everyone's just so close in that locker room and I think wants to – keep fighting for each other each and every night so I think that's the biggest thing what was it like when you found out you're going to be captain and how have you like I guess encapsulated that role within the locker room yeah it was uh it was an honor um I found out last spring uh during uh spring workouts is like after the year's over um but we're still kind of working out um and when I found out I was I was truly excited I knew um, we had a lot of great players coming back, and um, I heard a lot about some of the guys coming in as well. Um, so I knew we were going to be very talented, and obviously, like I said before, very young. So I think the biggest thing was just kind of, um, you know, everyone everyone's here for a reason type of thing, and you just got to kind of let them help play how they play. But I think just kind of um, molding together a, a culture um, where kind of everyone's in it for each other. So one thing I read about you guys was you guys have the sixth highest scoring defense in the country but you guys are also the best penalty kill defense in the country how does that happen why are you guys so effective on both sides yeah i'd say uh a good part of any penalty kill is is the goalie as well i think fowler's been great for us all year but um kudos to our our assistant coach coach Ayers for running the pk and then obviously um, all the, the D-men and forwards that are out there are working as one um, and are kind of dialed into it each and every uh, day when we work on it in practice. Um, and then obviously it's been translating in games a lot. So um, that's going to be a huge part of special teams down the stretch. So that's been great. Um, and then offensively, I think, um, we're like I said, a lot of kids that are from the NTDP, a couple other from the USHL and the Chicago Steel and, and whatnot, um, and just a lot of guys I feel like that um, – have, have been allowed to use their skill and talent and in the past. Like I said, Coach Brown um, kind of allows for that skill and an ability to make plays, especially from the back end. So I think a lot of guys um, are have that as their strengths, and I think uh, it shows a lot uh, during the year. Uh, Paul, do you want to do uh, – we've talked a lot about hockey. Do we want to do a couple, uh, couple of different questions, a couple of uh... – You know what, I'll let Pepper take it from here. <laughs> yeah. she, uh... This is this is my strong suit. Um, okay, so I mean, we've talked a little bit about Boston College, like why you chose it. I mean, obviously the campus is something that drew me, um, but I'd love to hear more about like your day to day at Boston College, what it's like, and then maybe going into like your major, what you're studying. Yeah. Well, I'll start. I'll start there. I'm studying uh, leadership and management, so I'm in the business school here. Um, which uh, is going well at this last semester, obviously, so yeah. almost closed out. Um, but I'd say day-to-day, -day, it's it's usually class um, in the morning from around 
uh, 9-ish to, to 11, 12-ish, and then obviously all the boys go to the rink uh, with with some lunch and eat lunch there. Um, and then from there we got lift around like 1.30-ish, um, and then practice and meetings and stuff from like 2 all the way to like 4.35-ish. And from there on out, it's uh, pretty much dinner, get some homework done, and, and kind of chill at the end of the day. So um, it's definitely a busy day, but um, it keeps uh, keeps all the boys in line. You on or off campus? Uh, that's a, actually a funny story you say. That. Everyone has to be on campus for, for the hockey team. Uh, that was, a I think, a Coach York rule, and I think it's uh, withstood within the program. So everyone's on campus except the, the grad students who have to be off. I mean, expanding more upon your, I guess, life at BC, um, when it comes to, like, your relationships with other sports teams, like, how is that, like, I guess, facilitated over the past couple of years, especially when you look at, like, football's gotten a lot better, basketball's gotten a lot better, you, you guys have gotten a lot better in comparison to this last year. Like, yeah. what's that like with your relationship with all the other yeah, teams Yeah, I think uh, Boston College is pretty unique in that um, – Conti Forum, there's so many sports that run through Conti, so I think day in, day out, um, through just your daily life, you're walking, running past people, um, people in your grade, people you know. Um, we, I know a couple guys in the baseball team. You see guys in the football team, obviously, in the basketball. They just built that new, brand-new facility there, and you see them in and out of the training room and whatnot um, every day. So you get to get know uh, them uh, pretty well. Um, just in their day-to-day business, and then obviously you go to some of the games and you get to watch um, all the hard work that they've been doing. So um, I'd say it's it's a pretty close uh, culture. I think there's a lot of teams that, like I said, that, that work out of Conti. Um, so I think that's one of the special things about BC. Speaking of the, of the new facility, uh, I, every time I go to the hockey games early, I see you guys playing soccer in there or, yeah, or yeah. like keep yeah, it up yeah, in yeah. there. What's that about? Uh, a lot of guys play soccer, yeah keep like we call it sewer ball uh i i personally am not in that in that group but there's a lot of guys that do love to do that just to warm up i think it's a big uh hockey thing i guess where a lot of teams i don't know when it started but um like to do it just to warm up and kind of uh get loose so what is it is it, is it keep the ball up in the yeah, air yeah it's pretty yeah it's keep the ball up in the air and then last guy standing does it get it does it get intense i imagine oh it gets intense for sure i guess (laughs) yeah yeah all the boys are are really competitive about it um we got a couple uh swedish kids on our team that are very good uh soccer players or football players as they would say but yeah it gets intense. so who's the who's the best who's who wins the most most uh i'd I'd say oscar yelvik is the best that i've seen at least i i'm not up there a lot as well but he's like uh the best that i've seen personally just juggling and whatnot so what's your pregame routine look like? Yeah. Um, I usually uh, do a bunch of stretching and, and all that stuff before uh, earlier on in the day. And then once I arrive, I get to the rink around 5 o'clock on a 7 o'clock game. Um, and usually right when I get there, it's usually tape my sticks, um, go see our athletic trainer, get some, some work done there. Um, then we, we usually have a 5.30 team meeting um, just going over. Um, some system stuff before the game, um, quick special teams uh, meeting as well, power play and PK, um, and then from there on out it's team warm up and and right into warm ups and stuff. So um, it's kind of it, I have my routine set and I I don't like that getting there too early uh, where I have nothing to do. So that's kind of how I I get ready. So what's going on in your head like during those like the entire day and then especially like the, the hour before the game. 
Yeah, I'd say for me at least what what's worked best. I kind of keep it pretty loose. I think um, when I try to try to be someone who I'm not, it doesn't usually end up working out well. So I think um, throughout the day, obviously, I, I just go through the same routine um, whether I have class that day, um, and then it's usually get get breakfast, so whether it be an omelet or something from Hillside or whatever. Um, then I go to the rink early on, around 10, 11-ish, um, get my stretching and, and stuff in there, maybe shoot a couple pucks. Um, and then they have a pregame meal uh, in the rink for us as well um, before uh, we head back to our dorms and kind of chill for a little bit. So I'd say uh, the biggest thing for me is just having kind of a routine and sticking to it. So what is, uh, you know, we know you love hockey, but what, what else do you like? What else do you like to do outside the game? Yeah, uh, like you mentioned before, uh, Pretty competitive family so I go golfing a lot with my brothers in the summer uh, that's a big thing and then um, I also I live in upstate New York and uh, I love fishing as well that's something in the summer that I love doing um, freshwater fishing like bass. where do you go where do you go uh, what type of fishing what like where do you where do you go to fish like, oh uh, well my f yeah do you know the Finger Lakes yeah, we're about well. okay like, yeah from New York. okay yeah um, so my cousins have a place on Skinny Atlas Lake, and then we, our family, um, with a bunch of my cousins, has a place on Atisco Lake, which is right near each other. Um, and we do a lot of fishing and stuff there. So um, that was always something that I loved to do growing up. Um, what do you shoot golf wise? Uh, I'm not. I'm not even the best in my family. I'd say my older brother is the best. I shoot around 83, 84. Um, so not not too bad. But uh, my older brother is getting really good. Um, he's around like probably the mid seventies. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, I got a long ways to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm similar. I think I'm shooting one twelve now. So <laughs> one eighty. So not... you're shooting one, you shot one eighty. You played out one eighty. No, I didn't. That's what I'm Jeez. saying. Like if I did play, what do you shoot Gio? Since you're, since you're here. I think I was in like some of that similar range, like low, high 70, low 80, yeah. somewhere around there. It was, it was kind of fluctuate. We know, you know, the number. we know you <laughs> have it written down. I'm not gonna we say know you have the golf app. People, you, you on the gin app? Are you on that? that uh, no, and, my brothers love the 18 birdies, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, well, everyone's like that it's on that. You can go look people up. So when yeah. me and my dad will meet people, we will look up their handicap. They say yeah. they play golf. Yeah. To see, no, 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 not to see if they're lying, to see that's, how good they are. No, Wait, yeah, you're, that's, you're yeah. stalking people to see how good kind they are? Kind of, yeah. It's, it's a little odd. But. <laughs> it's a, a good, little odd. It's a good spots up by uh, Syracuse. To go golfing? Yeah. Um. So I live like right down the street from. It's called Mar. I live in Marcellus Marcellus Golf Club, so we go there a lot just because it's really convenient. Um, but there's some really nice courses. I also have a cousin that plays golf at uh, Mercyhurst, so we love going out with him. He's obviously very good and uh, kills us every time. But um, we go with him to some uh, some nice places. He plays at like Timberbanks and a couple other spots um, that are really nice. So. So uh, is there is there sorry uh, is there something about because I feel like every hockey player we've ever talked to is also a golf player. Yeah. Is there something about the two sports that draw to each other or? Um, I think there is. Um, they're not really that similar, but I, no, they're, you're definitely right. Like there's, I I would honestly say that almost everyone on our team in the summer golfs. Um, I think it's just kind of part of hockey culture. I guess there's just so many guys that uh, find themselves golfing in the, the off-season. It's obviously so fun to do. Um, obviously, you guys said you're all golfers, and it gets pretty competitive. Well, <laughs> I t we try to play golf. I play putt-putt. Golfer putt. I guess golfer by the definition of what a golfer is. Oh, yeah. Is. It's uh, it's definitely super hard, and it's frustrating at a lot of times, yeah. but it's uh, it's addicting. It keeps you going back. The international guys play, too? or Yeah, both the international guys play. 
uh, overseas, we, even though like obviously we've never seen him play golf over here. And Oscar actually he could play like both hands. He hasn't figured out which <laughs> which hand he is yet because he's a yeah he's a hockey or he's lefty in hockey. But apparently, like growing up, he was always like a righty, and then just like switched the summer to lefty and liked it better. I have no clue. But <laughs> we uh, we had a team golf outing at uh, Top Golf. We went to Top Golf here, uh, and, and that was pretty fun. Um, so I saw I saw Oscar hitting both ways, and I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah, we were just at the Top Golf the other day. What a place! That's yeah. like they don't yeah. got them in upstate New York, right? No, yeah, they right? don't. Yeah. No, it's actually awesome. Uh, the boys loved it. Like you, yeah, like you said, it was, it's really cool. It's a fun time to just hang out, kind of have some food, enjoy yourself, play a little golf. But to tie us back into hockey here a little bit, obviously you grew up in Marcellus. What's your relationship with Luke Tuck? Obviously now he's in, he's at BU. Grew up with him, though, played with him almost all your years. And how's his golf game, I guess? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've played with Tucky ever since third grade. Um, and we were we were roommates on the road all the way through, and then when we both made the NTDP, we were roommates there as well. So I've known him, or I've played with him for eight or nine years, and I've pretty much l almost lived with him. I lived with him for my two years of the NTDP, but even before that, our parents and stuff on road trips um, would room together and whatnot. Um, so when we both uh, arrived at school, that was like the first time we were kind of playing against each other ever. Um, but it's been a fun rivalry. Um, these four years chirping this weekend or? uh yeah i saw him after both games uh, a little bit um but I, I didn't really give it to him too bad i know we got a uh, one more left that's a big one so we'll see it's usually in the summer we kind of give it to each other a little bit more but um he's having a great season and he's off to a, a great start too so are, have you guys are you how excited are you to play in the bean pot i imagine it's it's incredible to be a part of yeah, it's a it's an event every year that that's kind of circled on your calendar. Um, I remember the first one I played in was my sophomore year, just because the freshman COVID season didn't have it, um, and it was crazy just going out there for warm ups. Um, we were in the late game against Northeastern, and I just remember how loud it was, and um, it it just gives you goosebumps. It's kind of it was kind of my first experience in an atmosphere like that, um, playing at TD Garden too, where the Bruins play. Um, obviously, growing up, you always dream of, of playing um, in the NHL and in one of those uh, famous arenas. So that was obviously pretty special. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that every year that all the guys get up for. I mean, last year was our was our first time experience the Bean Pot, and and while that game didn't necessarily the first game at least didn't necessarily go the way you wanted. I mean, that last what was the how long last five like, minutes last five, like that last five minutes, especially yeah. when Cutter gets that game tire. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, that was crazy. I thought we were uh, we were coming back and sealing the deal on that one, but and then of course they they scored in overtime with like a second left and then to go. Just became a meme on Twitter yeah. where he was. Uh, no, it was it was devastating in the locker room after that game just because how hard we fought um, to come back in that game. Um, but yeah, each and every year it's a battle. Those you know people just say it's it's two games to win, but those are some of the toughest games I've been a part of. So close. Um, and obviously those other three schools always have strong teams as well. So um, it will be a battle this year for sure, but it's always exciting. And, the house, and the house is going to be packed yeah. this year. I mean, I mean, not with us. I think no, no, not with us. The tickets are like $200 now. It's almost uh, – although BU was even more expensive yeah. here. So you guys, are, you guys are starting to draw some attention, I think, more, yeah. more than just us here. <laughs> Does the loss from last year add like a little fuel to the fire for this – 
nice next monday yeah 100 percent um i think the last time bc won the bean pot was in 2016 and actually it was tucky's brother that scored in overtime for bc against bu um, which is a funny story um but yeah i think everyone obviously playing in, at one of these four schools dreams of, of winning a bean pot um and just like the guys that have been through it like me um obviously the past couple of years it always leaves a bad taste only one team's happy um at the end of it um so i think every year you're kind of striving and looking forward to uh because obviously it's a it's a well-known thing around boston so everyone's kind of looking forward to uh to trying to win it actually before we move on a little bit more um which I didn't realize. I mean, you have to have a relationship with Alex Tuck, right? I mean, big BC guy. You know, he's in Buffalo. Oh yeah, me and uh, me and Tucky, Luke Tuck, uh, always looked up to him uh, growing up. He is six years older than us, um, but I feel like every step of the way, um, you know, when we were playing for the Syracuse Nationals, he was at the NTDP, and then he got drafted in the first round, and and obviously we kind of just followed right through the same footsteps. He went to BC, um, had a great career here, and then obviously. Um, has been off in the NHL doing great things. So um, he's been a, a mentor to obviously his brother, but also uh, me as well, just to see how he's handled himself um, along his, his career. You a Sabre fan or a Ranger fan? Or an Islander fan? Uh, so I was a Sabres fan growing up. Chris Drury was my uh, my favorite player. He was the first ever hockey jersey I got when I was about four or five. And then uh, when he got traded to the Rangers, I switched over to the Rangers. Um, so I guess you could say I'm a little bit of both, but uh, it was the Rangers for a majority part. Well, um, well, now, well, now are you? I mean, now you're probably a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I also, I mean, speaking of your favorite player, what I read uh, was Duncan Keith. You also have a connection to, or at least he was your favorite player growing up. Yeah, he was my uh, my favorite defenseman to watch. Um, obviously, when the Blackhawks were really good and, and winning a ton of cups, I think they had three in six years or whatever, um, and he was a Conn Smythe winner. Um, and it just was unbelievable during some of their playoff runs and was kind of um, their their best defenseman in many regards. Um, so he was someone I always looked up to, wore number two. Um, so I, I loved that, uh, and I always enjoyed watching him growing up. Yeah. So that's why you wear number two? Um, in, in some ways, but I, I actually wear number two. Uh, it was my dad's uh, number growing up. He didn't play hockey, but it, he played as a baseball player, basketball um, and he always wore number two, and it's something that I just kind of have brought with me ever since I was young. I always wore it, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy I still got it right now. Is that is? Do you try to model your your game after him, or is there a specific defenseman that you do model your game after? After Duncan Keith? Yeah. Um, a little bit. I'd say uh, we're a little different. I think he's a little bit bigger, a little <laughs> bit. But um, yeah, I'm more of a smaller kind of puck moving defenseman. Um, I'd say more of more of along the sides of like a a Grizzlick or like a Fox or one of those kind of kind of defensemen that's just smaller um, but moves the puck very well as a good skater, um, smart with the puck. So I'd say those are, are Adam Fox is definitely a guy I love to yeah, watch. Yeah, he's a, he's pretty good. But um, it's uh, yeah definitely one of those smaller kind of puck moving defensemen. Yeah, um, this is a question I always ask because um, you mentioned a little bit that you obviously watch you know pro hockey um is that something that like you still do because i feel like a lot of times i know in a, a lot of our football interviews like they do not watch um pro football at all they've just had enough of it like at the end of the day they don't want to turn on a game yeah. um do you find that that's like the same for you or 
Uh, yeah, for sure sometimes, but I feel like I still watch a, a good majority of, of NHL hockey. I think I have actually you know, a couple of buddies that I played with at NTDP that are starting to make their ways in the NHL, and um, you kind of come across um, a bunch <coughs> of different young guys that you played with or played against that are starting to crack it. Um, so that's definitely cool to watch, and then obviously – um, you get to learn a lot, too, from some of those guys who have been in the league forever um, that are superstars. So I think um, it's a little bit of both. Sometimes there's some days you kind of had enough and you just don't want to really put it on and put the show on or something. But um, there's also times where where it's a big game or, like, um, there's two teams you love to watch that it's on and you, you put it on. Obviously, Nick talked earlier about um, you being drafted to the Tampa Bay Lightning 2020 NHL draft, fourth round. What was that like, that experience to get drafted despite the COVID year? Yeah, it was an interesting experience for sure, obviously, like you said, because that COVID year. So I was drafted, uh, it was freshman year in October, so I was actually here at BC. We were getting ready for uh, my freshman year. Um, and I had obviously family come up. Um, it was on a Tuesday, uh, and they were staying at the AC Marriott down the street. Um, so I was there. The the draft the second through seventh round started at like 10 a.m. on that Tuesday or whatever, um, so I was over there for most of the day, um, watching it um, with my parents and whatnot. And then we had practice at around one one thirty, and the, it was the first like virtual draft, so it was going pretty slow. Um, and they finished the the second and like halfway through the third, so I was like, oh man, I got to go to practice. So my parents and like all my family and brothers and whatnot. They were there, kept watching, and then obviously when I was at the rink, I was in a team meeting right before practice, and then uh, one of my, it was actually Marshall who saw it on the NHL ticker go up there um, and, and whispered over that I just got drafted. So it was definitely a, a unique experience, but um, something that I got to share with a bunch of my teammates, and then obviously after practice, I got to see all my family and whatnot, which was, sure. was cool. Yeah. You keep yeah. in touch with the, the guys down there, either the players or the front office? In Tampa Bay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they keep in touch every year, and they obviously come to a bunch of games and whatnot and their player development. So, um, yeah, and obviously I've been down there for development camp in Tampa a couple summers. So um, they're they're really good about reaching out, and they have so many guys that always offer uh, support in many different areas. So they're uh, regularly in touch. I get a I, – sorry, not to, like, post off topic. I really like your shoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. What kind of shoe, What kind of Jordans are those? Uh, Jordan 1 Lowe's. Those are those – yeah. No, my roommate uh, was a big sneakerhead coming into BC, uh, Colby Ambrosio. So uh, oh, he was big into sneakers, and uh, so he kind of got – and Nestorenko as well was, was big into the sneaker game as well. So those were two of my roommates – um, and they definitely got me on the train a little bit, but yeah, I like these ones. They're comfy too. Do you got a favorite uh, pair in your closet right now? Um, I'd say these ones, or I have a, a pair of Dunks that uh, Navy Dunks that I like to wear a lot. Who has the best style on the team? Um, there's a couple. Who's the worst one? You have to say. <laughs> well, I'd say uh, I'd say Ambro and uh, Armstrong definitely. Uh, they love to try the most. They uh, are always <laughs> I try the most. They uh, they have they have some of the best style. They Ambro has a bunch of different crazy suits and different top hats and stuff. And then Army loves it as well. Just different bunch of variety. I mean, you see a lot of guys. I'm one of them. Just keeps it kind of simple, plain. But um, no, those guys are all about the fashion. So I'd go with those two as two guys that are probably uh, two of the best. Are definitely take the most pride in it. Um, and then worst. Um, I don't know. It's pretty tough. 
Um, there's multiple you can say. There, there's probably is multiple. A bunch <laughs> of us, honestly, that just haven't probably not tailored suits or like anything like that. But I think everyone just kind of keeps it pretty, pretty plain and simple. Everyone got the navy, a gray suit, and you know we got a couple overcoats and pea coats and stuff that we wear at the road games. So that's yeah, that's pretty, pretty plain. Uh, who said they like the peacoat a lot? Was that Fowler last week? Because yeah. we, Fowler? I, I don't know why. I guess in both of our conversations, uh, style has popped up. But we talking about he was saying that guys were ordering like a ton of suits, like maroon yeah. suits were apparently. Yeah, I actually did just get a maroon there you suit. Go. Yeah, so I'm one of those guys. I, I extended out for my my plain, uh, plain gray and navy suit. But um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, guys that've been ordering. Um, some custom suits from this this guy that army knows so um he's been great he comes in the locker room and, and kind of gets us all decked out so sure this guy loves you guys yeah that you guys wear the suits on the road too right uh yeah on the road too just no tie is required on the road but uh suits to games at home for sure um just speaking of, of the road uh what's your favorite um because we pretty much ask everyone um what's your favorite away arena to go to whether it's atmosphere or just because the locker room's really nice um well, atmosphere-wise, Maine is always really it's tough always to play. Maine. It's always Maine. That that place is always really packed and just loud. It, that's by far, I feel like, the toughest place to play in Hockey East. Um, Tougher than Conti? Uh, I don't know about that. It's definitely favors <laughs> us in Conti. I'd say that, especially this year. Um, and then I'd also say, for some reason, I, I like playing at Matthews Arena as well at Northeastern, just an older barn. But I don't know, for some reason, like, just kind of reminds me of a, a rink that I played at back home, and it's just kind of kind of old school, simple. Yeah, the style of Matthews is definitely more like low capacity. Like, oh yeah, yeah it's definitely. low capacity. Yeah, it feels like more of like a youth game kind yeah, of type thing. Uh, but it, no, I like it, and that's yeah. That's you have a, too. you know, there was a lot of chants going around uh, this weekend. Do you have a favorite chant that BC fans have done, or a chant maybe you wish the boys would do next game? Um, I don't know. I'd say I like when I hear the Fowler chants. It gets him going, which I like. Yeah, I'd say that. We saw him doing the little bird. Yeah, yeah the no. hunter. That was yeah, tough. the more dialed in he could get, the better for us. I mean, he's been awesome all year, but he, I feel like he definitely feeds off some of that stuff too. Um, so I think those are always awesome to see when he makes a big save. And well, you see the Chicklets comments about him today. Yeah, or? I I agree. He's a he's a stud. I yeah. Were we, were we, he told us last time he was on, we were like, do you actually hear, like, when we're yelling and screaming? And he was like, yeah, we hear, like, we hear you, guys. Yeah. So I think as a as a fan, that's a little weird because I think I yell with the, the expectation that you guys have no idea what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, when we're screaming um, no, exactly. FBU or when Noah's screaming hit the goalie to the <laughs> other team, I think we don't think that you guys can hear us. No, no. yeah, when it's definitely a collective and, and everyone's kind of screaming the same thing, you could hear it pretty, pretty clear. Um, it's definitely cool. To echo what Nick said, you know, sometimes we just think, oh, we're doing this stuff. But it's great to hear that, you know, you guys feed off our energy as well. Oh, 100%. You guys are having just as much fun yeah. as we are. No, I mean, it makes a big difference for sure. Obviously, um, it's part of what's like a home home ice advantage, um, having those students. And, and, like, you could probably say, like, when we go to Maine or something like that, and we say, like, the, it's just so crazy there. Like, it's definitely uh, an advantage for the home team, just how loud and um, and stuff the fans are just rooting on their team. So we definitely appreciate it. It's been great this year. And we just want um, to get this in recording. You believe that we should be able to bang on the glass uh, yeah, when the goalie yeah. makes a save. Yeah, you could bang on the glass. I like that. 
the boy, we yeah we can't. Yeah. The reason yeah, we I say that is because that. we're not technically allowed I to did, do yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, team ops. Uh, our biggest number one enemy. Team ops is our number one op. Currently, especially. They always think that the glass is like gonna go down, but you guys run into it at full speed. So I feel yeah. like no, I think it should be good most most cases. Uh, favorite game, just ever, uh, ever. Um, I'd say, I'd say that nine six game against B was definitely pretty cool going into break. Um, that was definitely one of the, the cooler games I've been a part of. Um, obviously, that was a funny game because of. Uh, that whole week, you know, they were they were pretty top ranked in the country at that time. Um, they have a lot of skilled players that play with a lot of pace. Um, and I can't think that the emphasis before that week was kind of like we can't kind of get into a track meet against them, but we kind of have to play a, a more defensive style because um, obviously at the time we probably weren't scoring the most, um, probably averaging maybe three goals a night or whatever it may be, just kind of normal. So, um, but, but. Uh, Having having us outscore them nine six was just crazy and one of the craziest games I've been a part of. Before Nick asks the question, I gotta know too because I just remember. You guys played outside last year at Fenway Park. What was? What was oh yeah, I yeah. Now you say that that's that's a game that it was almost like perfect conditions of outdoor hockey. It was it was cold enough, but not too cold, and and it was yeah, it was perfect temperature. Um, the ice was actually pretty solid and kind of kept up throughout the whole game. Um, then obviously playing at Fenway Park was yeah. was pretty special. Well, um, the fans. So well, the cool. jerseys. I mean, the jerseys might be the best part about playing. Yeah, at the jerseys were unreal. Our, our EQ guy did a, a fantastic job with those and kind of surprised us. But yeah, that was definitely a crazy week. We were playing in Arizona State where it was so sunny and hot, and then the next week we were playing outdoors here in Boston. Um, but that game was definitely uh, unreal. The NHL did their like players poll the other night, and the Mold Arena kind of got shit on the end the entire time. So, what yeah. was that like playing in ASU no, as well? I Arena? think uh, I think it's a good college uh, atmosphere. It's it's uh, kind of made like a lot of other rinks we play at. Like UConn is kind of that their rink is that smaller kind of size. Sacred Heart, where we played last year, same thing. Um, but obviously, uh, for NHL guys, you see you're playing at Madison Square Garden, then you have to go play there. It's kind of a lot different. So I could see uh, why NHL players would say that. Was there a visiting locker room? Because that was another story. That yeah, there was. It was actually pretty good, I think. But, again, they, they have so many things going out of there, like college plus pro. It's just probably hard hard to manage. So I actually didn't know that the, that they played that Arizona State played where the Coyotes do. Well, no, the Coyotes that's play where Arizona State really? plays. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's 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 what? Oh, I can't. Yeah. Is there, they're building a new arena. Well, what's yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Well, did they not it's have like, an arena before? They did. They lost yeah. the lease. Yeah. What do you mean they lost they didn't the pay lease? Their bills. The, the franchise didn't pay the bills, yeah. mm -hmm. and the guy who's still owning the team. Um, it can't be the same guy. Can't be. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's got to be right. You can't. Yeah, you can't just know. like be but broke and own yeah. the situation. It's just uh, temporary. I think they're at Mullet Arena, and then they're still trying to build a, a new rink. Oh wow, that's crazy! I didn't know. So we had Marshall on last year. Obviously, you mentioned yeah. your rapport with him. But the captain to captain transition. I don't know how much you still keep in contact with him in Michigan. But did he give you any advice about how to lead the team? And then going into that, what's your kind of leadership style? Are you like a rah rah kind of guy, or do you like to lead by example? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, a, a good uh, question. I wow. Th I think I'm more of a lead by example kind of guy. I'd say 
Um, I kind of keep things light in the locker room. Um, but obviously, there's a there's a time and place when you need to be serious and kind of locked in. Um, and then with Marshall, I, I lived with him uh, my sophomore year, um, and we've been very close. So, um, yeah, here and there. I always text him and keep up with him and how he's doing at Michigan and whatnot. Um, and he's been great. Um, he was great for us last year, and he was a great leader. Um, so he'll give us tips here and there. And, and Mark McLaughlin as well, who was the, my captain for freshman and uh, sophomore year, he kind of said a few things uh, back in the spring and um, when I first kind of uh, received captain. So... Um, they've been great, and I know they're two guys that I could always reach out to if I do have any questions. They've been pretty clear about that, so um, no, they've been awesome. I mean, Mark's in with the Bruins, right? Yeah, he's in with the Providence right now. Yeah, yeah, so. still, still close. So how yeah. is how is Michigan doing this year? Are they gonna make? The yeah, they're good. I actually, I think they'll make the tournament, but lower seed than their typical capacity, I guess, or typical ranking. Well, maybe, maybe happens when you lose between Marshall and his former team. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll see. It'll be fun. Um, I we we haven't asked my infamous. Well, someone you asked my number question that sure. I usually ask, but uh, you guys play chow or? Yeah, a lot of some of the guys play chow. I I haven't played in forever. I'm pretty bad, but um, there are guys on the team that do love playing. Uh, a bunch of our sophomores uh, love playing Xbox and PlayStation in their room. So I, I'd say, uh, they're probably the biggest, uh, culprit to that. But, um, for the most part, a lot of guys have just been playing like Call of Duty or Fortnite or, yeah, it's pretty much both Fortnite. of them. Pepper loves Fortnite. Right, Pepper? Yeah. Pepper, talk about Fortnite. It's my favorite game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all you can That's all. Every time we bring up Fortnite, you love talking about it. I just, I just love it. Like, I don't know what else. What do you love about it specifically? Um, I just, I don't like Call of Duty as much because I don't like, unless zombies. Zombies I'm fine with okay. because I'm not killing, like, actual people. Well, they so, were like, people, Pepper. Okay, but it's not, like, it's not, like, gory, and that's why I like Fortnite. It's <laughs> not gory? The zombies aren't gory? Well, oh. it's not like I'm killing actual people. <laughs> <laughs> this is news to me that you're this passionate. You I actually didn't know. You're very invested. Well, I was, I, I was, I didn't know that you were a big, I actually had no idea you played zombies, though. Yeah. I hate zombies. You don't <laughs> like zombies? More of a war zone guy. Oh, you're kind, of a, you're kind of a loser for that, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I don't hate it. I just think it's oh, overrated. Oh, now you're switching up? Now no, I just think it's overrated. Oh, God. Anyway. I think regular COD's anyway. better. Nuketown. Right, just right, right. We'll talk about this later. Um, we never, we didn't ask the dining hall question. The dining hall? What's oh. your favorite dining hall? Uh, favorite meal here on campus? Well, if Hillside's an answer, I'd, yeah. I'd say Hillside. Oh, finally. Someone said Hillside. Well, you got the, the Haley James I, uh, chicken sandwich. I eat from there a lot. Um, I'd say an omelet in the morning. I know game days. I get, I get yeah, game days, I, I always order an omelet from there. So that's I guess that goes back to my routine, I guess. Um, and then here and there, you'll get like a panini or something from lunch. It's just so quick. It's nice that we they have like that Get Mobile app. Yeah. You kind of just order, pick it up from class, and just take it to the rink or whatever. I've never actually I, used I that. No, it is I, a thing. I just that's news to me. I just didn't think it would work. <laughs> it's actually it's great. Yeah, you guys should, should get on that. Wait, so what do you You just pre-order the food? Oh, yeah. That's one yeah, the the what? I have lockers? Yeah. Oh, on the side of Hillside. Oh, I thought just like dudes had to keep stuff there. Stewart had that. I guess. The Who distant talked? distant land of Newton had that last year. Like your class ends at like I have a, a class that ends at like ten fifty or whatever, so I just order like ten forty five and then you get a text and then you just buzz right down there, open the locker and you're good good to go. That's that's that Revolutionary. Most, that could be the most important thing ever said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> could it? I feel like most people know. But. It could, oh, did you know? 
I go every morning. You go, you order food every morning? You use the to-go app? I'm an avid to-go app user. Well, I mean, I don't go every morning, but like... Okay. That's not what you just said, though. It's funny we bring this up. This morning, <laughs> I was about to use it for the first oh, time in really? God knows how long. Yeah, that's funny. Yes, yeah. Uh, there you go. I'm sorry to pick on you, Pepper. Please forgive me. Um, as we wrap up the the show right now, um, no, well, we'll get there. Um, just want to talk. You're a senior now. Um, you're probably thinking about the future. Have you? How much have you thought about the future and going forward with with hockey or or whatever? Um, a little bit. It's always in the in the back of your mind, obviously. Um, I think just the primary focus is just enjoying the time you have left here um, and what's in front of us. Um, this is uh, what Coach York used to call trophy season, so you kind of get right into the fun part of the season um, where you start battling for all these trophies and whatnot. And um, We have a special group, like I kind of alluded to earlier, um, this year, so I'm, I'm just really kind of focused on that right now. But um, like you said, I think everyone kind of – at some point, um, takes the time to kind of see see what's next and what's ahead. So, I'd say just kind of focusing on the here and now. But um, no, definitely excited for the future though too. And and the last thing that we oh we always say it's the last question, but then someone always says something. So we'll see how it goes. But the one thing well, we oh I'll act, I'll break it up I'll break it up a little bit. You said, told Gio earlier about your your captain's uh, leading by example. What do you want to be remembered for? during your tenure as captain at BC? Yeah, I think um, I think the biggest thing is just uh, being an example for, for the rest of my teammates and um, off the ice. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of things X and O's, things get heated within the year. You obviously are trying to win for, for a lot of these trophies, um, but I think the biggest thing is just caring about uh, each and every one of them kind of as a person. Um, and obviously they're all special players that's why they're here that's why they're at this program um but i think it's it's more the the things away from the rink and the things outside of hockey um that i think you kind of remember the most about people um so just kind of treating everybody um with uh the kind of same respect and um just trying to kind of mold all of our guys together and into one uh one big group of brothers um so the thing we ask everyone who comes on the show um is about now that nil is our thing do you have what nil deals do you have and what nil deals do you want because what are chick-fil-a are the go-go sweets chick-fil-a go-go sweets crocs mercedes uh, was one mercedes yeah goose said mercedes that's funny yeah no all those sound great my college career is running out so i don't know how much time i got left to get one of those but um no all those sound we'd have a dream one um, I'd go with like an apparel brand or like Nike or something like that. That would be sweet. Oh, I know Fowler said. Fowler said he has the Chipotle. Uh, oh, they do. Uh, the they, Infinite card. They, yeah, they do have that from uh, Winning World Juniors, having Chipotle as their sponsor. Have you, so. have you yeah, had have, him to get you some? Yeah, um, you the I same think way. early in the year I had I had Will Smith give me a bowl because <laughs> uh, he had it as well from, uh, I think, the draft or whatever. So. He was sponsored by them before, but then obviously uh, all those guys just got it for for the whole year. So I'll definitely try to take advantage of some of that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, and Gio, do you want to say the thing? What do you say at the end of every episode? It's been a hell of a night.